0: Welcome to a Fresh Perspective podcast, catering to the latest in ingredient trends, consumer insights, and food news,
1: brought to you by Corbion. Hi, welcome to the Fresh Perspective podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things food, um, which is, you know, basically my favorite topic. I'm uh, Jenny, and I'm here today with Kathy Sargent. She is my guest co-host. We're excited to talk about plant-based
0: stuff, right? Absolutely. I am thrilled to have a couple of great guests with us today to explain what are plant-based foods and plant-based diets. Yeah. And and what are
1: the consumer trends around them, right? Because we hear so much about plant-based right now. It's literally everywhere. It's in documentaries, right? And oh,
0: articles. Yeah. I think my neighbors must all be going plant-based because the gardens they're putting in are insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jealous, right? Hopefully they yeah. share. Uh, let's introduce yeah. our guests. So we've got two guests today: Joanne Rupp, who's our Global Insights Manager, and Tess Brensing, who's a product manager for functional systems. And they're here to talk a little bit, tell us a little bit more about plant-based. Hi, ladies.
2: Hello. Hi. Thanks Welcome for having me.
1: Fresh perspective. Yeah. We're excited. Yeah,
2: thanks for having me. Here. So
1: let's kick things off with some functional system questions. Tess. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what are the benefits from, you know, when it comes to plant-based, and and how are we how are we kind of positioning that, and what are we creating?
3: Right. So plant-based. I mean, obviously, consumer trends are are going this direction, and and that's definitely an area we want to um, be highlighting with Corbion portfolio. And I'd say that. You know, as we're we're looking at what are the the things that are keeping our customers from from having plant-based opportunities. We're looking to meet those needs from you know enzyme-based solutions that that can really provide what they're they're looking for as far as um, whether it be removing eggs, taking out some other items to make the bakery product plant-based. because really, a lot of the bakery area, which is my focus area, is is already plant-based. So it's not, too hard of a a transition to to move some of those products over to plant-based.
0: That is so interesting to me because yes, for me, bakery is plants, isn't it? So how does it look different today? What do consumers think about accepting baked goods or what do they wanna see different?
2: Yeah, I just know that a lot of consumers are looking for products that give them health benefits, especially now with the pandemic. And such, they're really looking for anything that give them some uh, immunity, um, things of that nature to really hone in on those health benefits. So anything that comes from the earth that is vegetables or uh, fruit based ingredients really provides those benefits that consumers are kind of looking for.
1: Yeah, fun fact: twenty three percent of consumers surveyed say that when they when they're making healthier choices, um, eating plant based actually fits their lifestyle the most, which is really surprising to me. Because I mean, I don't know. It's easy for me to go to the store, pick up a pack of chicken, cut it up, and make sandwiches or make wraps out of it. But the, you know, the people are saying like when they're trying to make healthier lifestyle choices, then then plant based is the easiest. I don't don't know. For me, that's kind of a mind blower.
2: Yeah, it is because they look for, it's two big things. It's what's driving it is really around health and trust, like we said. And um, the the fact that um, they're just looking for things that are healthier and then they look on the package to identify the ingredients that are in it. And if it's something recognizable or something they know where it comes from is really where plant-based takes off because they can recognize sprouted grains and they recognize seeds and and things of that nature that are found in baked goods that are plant-based so then they're eating healthier
0: and Tess, when when bakeries are formulating for plant-based are there any specific health claims that they're trying to work in and how they can get that done
3: the plant-based being able to make that as a label claim is relatively easy for a lot of bakery products because, you know, there's maybe some milk in some products, maybe some eggs in some products, but those are, are a little bit more specific. Like if, if you're looking for a cake or something like that. And a lot of times if you're if you're going after a health conscious diet, cakes aren't too high on your list for consumption. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe all in moderation, right? But that isn't that isn't exactly the, the target market for those. So that's where we see, you know, the aeration, those kinds of um, typical contributing factors for those types of items that like you're going to need eggs in a lot of cakes to, to make that. But in breads and those things, we can, you can make some awesome types of solely plant-based products and incorporate those ancient grains, other grains that that maybe consumers are becoming more and more aware of and, and wanting to incorporate into their diets a lot more.
0: One I keep seeing, and it's interesting because you know, if if we're taking more meats out of our diet and and trying to lean into health, is you know, what do you see in the consumer claims around protein? Because is that a a new need if if most consumers are going
2: plant based? Do you see right. any of that, Joanne? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, protein is is always something that consumers look for especially in their foods Um, it's a way in which they can um, increase their energy and increase their overall health in general and and everyone's mindful of that even if they're not um, on a diet for instance Um, so they look for those ingredients that can provide that protein such as maybe quinoa and oats specific oats and those seeds that are Provided in um, grain-based bread products, and that protein can give them that extra that they don't get from some of their other foods that they might eat, such as dairy, or they may be cutting back on dairy, um, and so they can pick up that protein in other baked goods.
3: Yeah, and just to add on to that, wheat proteins—I mean, it's it's one that's been around, and it's fantastic for for making really light and airy and good tasting baked products so that's the good news for for this trend is we can eat all the the wheat protein and other proteins that that go into this plant based diet
1: oh that's i think that's so interesting especially considering you know when i think about a diet and what i'm eating when i think about eating wheat it doesn't occur to me that i might be getting protein as a part of that i mean i I'm sure I am, right? But I think I associate protein with meat, right? With steak, Mm -hmm. with chicken. But um the fact that you can can still get protein from from these plant based diets. I mean, in addition to something like tofu, right, is you know, it's pretty great. And it it makes you think, oh wow, I maybe I could be successful at a plant based diet. So
3: right. There's definitely functional ways to, you know, the, the wheat protein is going to give you that structure and, and make the bread product taste like a bread product. And then if you want to add on pea proteins or other types of protein sources to to really meet the, the needs for those types of claims, then yeah, bakery products can can do that, whether it be in beans or in peas or soy or other options for for meeting those plant-based, guidelines to get to to the claims.
0: Go ahead, Kathy. Now, with all these like really neat things you're talking about, like pea protein, how does it work into a baked good that can still be indulgent and what kind of, you know, claims and naming is really, you know, resonating in the plant space right now and taste?
3: Right. Yeah. So incorporating those uh, is definitely challenging and getting the right levels. I'm sure that that's why there's fantastic... Product developers in in a lot of consumer packaged goods. So really trying to figure out, okay, can we balance out the gluten functionality that that's there? Can we uh, maybe find some alternative sources that can hold on to moisture? Like in in a bread product, you're going to have to balance out all of the those types of attributes to to really make it work. And like if you see really high protein, low starch types of products, it's it's. Pretty challenging to balance all of that out and still make a, a product that consumers are going to love. But we're seeing more and more of them on the market that that are sliced bread that people are really going after,
1: and they really like it, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I bought a um, a loaf of sprouted bread. I didn't really know like why, but you know, everyone talks about sprouted, so I was like, oh, I'll try it. It was delicious. <laughs> like, it surprised me that it was still good. You know, wow. I yeah. think sometimes you associate healthy food with like you know whole bran muffins that with no sugar or... and yeah, gross, but I mean, I was yummy, I
2: loved it. I think also a lot of, a lot of consumers associate plant-based with maybe being vegan or vegetarian. Um, and they don't know that, and even before uh, plant-based was as 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 powerful as it is today, they didn't know they were getting protein from those seeds and grains. They didn't know that those flours were, that whole wheat flour gave them some be- benefits. They're learning more. And I think the way in which to label plant-based, you mentioned that earlier, in order to uh, make a statement about plant-based ingredients, it's very important because it's giving that consumer the education of what they're eating and where it comes from. And that's what everybody's looking for again it's back to that trust and yes. being authentic and truthful about what you're providing them and in their food. So
1: and the origins of the food, right? Right.
3: Right. And whether or not they fall to the nutrition aspects of plant-based or if they're still consuming meat some of the time and and just that combination of ing- of what really makes their healthful diet but considering how all of that impacts the planet and and those types of, yes. of parts of it I know Kathy said your neighbors are all growing gardens now like the the sustainability side of you know incorporating some beef into those diets or not, or if it's just an awareness of it, it's all of those trends and meeting consumer needs.
1: Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about that, like almost like a hybrid diet where, you know, people care about plant based, but they're also still eating meat. But first, let's do everybody's favorite segment Eat, Save, Give. Now it's time for Eat, Save, Give a thoughtful peek into the hearts, minds, and taste palates of our guests. Okay, welcome to Eat, Save, Give. This is the segment of our podcast where we all talk about which foods we would eat right now, which ones we might save for later, and which ones we will give away. And You can have any reason for any of those things, but we're introducing a little bit of a new twist to Eat, Save, Give, and we're going to try to do it, all four of us, in 90 seconds. What do you guys think? Can we do it? (laughs) I think we can do it. Okay, so before we start timing, I'm going to tell you what the foods are that we're choosing from. So we have different choices. First of all, sourdough bread bowl. And and just imagine it filled with whatever you love the most. Okay. Um, Vegan chocolate chip cookies. This is not something I've ever had. So I mean, but I do love chocolate chip cookies. And then the last thing is sandwich on, is it artisan bread? sometimes I'm mispronouncing. Is it artisan or artesian? I think it's artisan.
3: Oh, you can go with either.
1: Oh, great. So I haven't really been saying it wrong forever. Okay. So (laughs) something delicious. And um, so now we all get to pick what we are going to eat, what we are going to save, and what we are going to give away. And we're going to try to do it in 90 seconds. I'm going to start with Joanne, then Tess, then Kathy, then me. Go.
2: I'm going to eat the sourdough bread bowl um, with some broccoli cheddar soup inside of it. And then I'm going to give away the vegan cookie. And I'm going to eat, save. I'm going to save the sandwich. Okay. For later. (laughs) Awesome. Tess.
3: All right. Well, I'm going to stick with Joanne on the sourdough bread bowl of eating it right now because I like hot food and that sounds tasty um i will probably give away the sandwich because i i don't know the bread's tempting but don't eat the sandwich and then i will save the cookie for later if i like and by later it means like when i'm done with the bread bowl <laughs> right so like in 20 minutes right yeah sure. <laughs>
0: All right, I'm gonna eat my sandwich because it is spring, it is warm weather, and it just feels like a light sandwich type of day. I don't think that bread is gonna save, but I really want it for dinner because we still have cool evenings. I'm gonna save it, and I'm gonna have to give away that cookie because I'm still iffy on this vegan thing. I need to talk about these flex diets. I don't know what is the cookie. Mm -mm. (laughs) okay great so i am
1: going to eat the bread bowl now because soup is my all-time favorite and i will eat it all year round all the time and i love sourdough um i'm gonna save my sandwich because i love sandwiches too and then i'm gonna give away my chocolate chip cookies and i think we did it way to go ladies (laughs) all right that was eat save give Thank you very much for participating, super fun. At Corbion. the word impossible doesn't stop us. It gets us going. As a leading global ingredient supplier, we create sustainable food solutions based on renewable resources and natural processes. We are obsessed with solving impossible challenges for our customers. Let's partner together to find solutions unique to you and preserve what matters most. Corbion, keep creating. Let's jump back into this whole flex diet idea, because I think that this is something that I don't know if it's new, but it is something that, that I haven't, I'm not really immersed in, right? So I know some people truly do care about plant-based. I have a friend that does plant-based during the week and they'll eat meat on the weekends. So have we had any consumer, like Joanne, around like some, some consumer trends? Is that a thing that's starting or has it been around a long time?
2: it's all driven by the diets in general. I think that consumers have always been looking at, at better ways in which to eat healthier and, and to diet better and um, what diets are the best ones I need. And so I think that, you know, most consumers are just right, really trying to meet that. Um, if that answers your question. For
1: yeah. So yeah. Health-based, I mean, right. So yeah. The- they're looking for the healthiest way. And that might sometimes include chicken or beef or pork. Right.
2: Definitely. Right. Exactly. You know, and so keto, for example, is, is looking for, it's, it's, is driven more with that whole plant-based and keto is a good example of that. And so you, you, you know that you're going to get some of your key nutrients and the foods that are in that keto diet where breads with benefits with keto plant-based ingredients then you're even it's it's like a two-punch thing it's a good thing and consumers like that
0: all about sustainable in one way or another whether it's sustaining that i can keep up with this for more than a week (laughs) and actually make it work with my family and when i go out to eat um and also good for the earth i love that i love the flexibility to to fit it into your lifestyle
3: well, and yeah, I think I this is also like moving along and kind of the next generation of, you know, we we saw big pushes for organic and we saw different ways that we're paying attention to environmental factors and, you know, whether it's more going in the direction of regenerative ag or some of those practices that incorporate more than just what we've been seeing in the past of those types of trends of how can we get these to consumers and, and make it possible in in ways that taste really good because we all want food that tastes good too.
1: Yeah. I think we've learned some really great things today. I think we've learned that um, you can kind of do plant-based as you want, right? Like you don't, it doesn't have to be so severe where you just do plant-based and nothing else. And you can still get a lot of health benefits from plants. Another thing I learned was that I can get protein from some of these plant-based items, which I think is, Really, pretty incredible. Like the the fact that I can, you know, you can truly have a full a full diet with with the with plant based type things. And then the last thing that I learned that I am excited about is that plant based things taste great. People are really loving them. And I think what Tess works on, you know, part of part of what you do is helping to make sure that the consumers will like it. And it's not just about health. It's also about what does it taste like. What's the Experience. So I think that's really incredible. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tess. Thank you, Joanne. Thanks for being on today. That was such an interesting episode. I learned so much about plant-based stuff.
0: Me too. I had no idea. This was a whole new diet I need to get on board with. Ah. I plan my dinner menu. (laughs) (laughs) All plants. All plants. My soup bowl is going to be French onion soup, all plant-based.
1: Yummy. That sounds delicious. I'm gonna come over.
0: Thanks for tuning into the
1: Fresh Perspective podcast today. And don't forget to like, subscribe, follow us.
0: And for more information, visit us at thebakerstake.com. And don't forget,
2: keep creating.